we get caught up in this world in um, debates and who's the greatest and love to judge people and off the court and on the court decisions. I think a lot of times we forget about who people are. And um, I know for me, I had a defining moment in my life that he, he pushed me in the right direction. And um, for somebody who's a new father, who has a baby girl, um, you know, I'm not gonna say prayers and condolences because I don't even, I don't even know how you capture this moment, man. Um, I know everybody's coming out with their Kobe Bryant story and that's fine. But um, he is just, uh, he was one of the most special individuals I've ever met. And uh, it wasn't just his on the court performance. It was who he wanted to be, how he held himself. And we're all prone to make mistakes. We all live this life. Um, but his innate character, his, um, his being, his spirit uh, was incredible. It was just incredible. And uh, it's rare that I've been around a lot of people in my life. And you know, every time I was around him, if that was through the Players' Tribune, if that was through as a player, if that was through random workouts, there's something so damn uplifting about him. It just made you want to be better in every aspect of your life because that's who he was. And that's the standard of excellence that he held himself to all the time. And um, today's just a really, today's a tough day. Today's a hard day. And I hope that um, everybody at home, you, you give that person next to you, um, whatever thing you have wrong in your life with them, if this might be small or big, let that go. It doesn't matter. I know I curse. I'm sorry. It's okay. None of that stuff matters, man. This is a... Uh, it's about life and uh, being precious with every damn second we have here. Because it, from somebody who knows who almost happened to me, like that, man, it's just over. It's done randomly, randomly, arbitrarily. And, uh, you know, his, his four girls and his wife, we, uh, we need to come around them and support them and help them. And the NBA should cancel all games today. Um, I don't really know what else to say. And I... Uh... Quite personally, I don't really think anybody should uh, know what to say. I think the world really stopped. <laughs> I think people really didn't know how to respond. And it, and just to get it out of the way first, um, your boy Rufus, welcome back to the Rufus Rundown. Um, Kobe Bryant... The whole situation. First and foremost, this is a human tragedy. First and foremost. Nine people are no longer with us. And brothers are without sisters. Sisters without brothers. Sisters without sisters. Family members. Parents are without their children. There's families left in absolute shambles ripped apart, ripped open with this situation. And it, it's just a shocking event. I mean, they're all on the way to do something they love. Coaches and with their coaches and kids and wanting to teach their kids the game and allowing their kids their, to pursue their passion of basketball with their loved ones. It is... It, yesterday, uh, yes, um, it, it's just 
un- unbelievable. Sunday was absolutely unbelievable. I mean, I didn't I didn't believe it at first. Um I I saw a tweet on Twitter from obviously someone saying I hope this Kobe news isn't true. So of course I'm like Kobe news. I was like if someone like made up that like I figured it was a meme thing. I figured it had to do with the fact that you know LeBron passed him on the all-time scoring list the night before and uh that it was just something to do with that and then start looking through and I'm like nah this can't be real and then the TMZ tweet came out and I saw that and that was uh it it hit me like a Mack truck not like don't personally know the guy it just kind of it hit you it, it he was I the he's probably one of the strongest cultural icons I think in any sport ever, he built a culture so strong from mama mentality to who he was and what he did. And when you go to throw something in the trash, at least especially my generation, saying Kobe before they do it. And you're lying if, if you're telling me you've never done it before. Um, he creates, he created such an incredible culture. I was, and it's just kind of. It was crazy. I didn't believe it. And then, obviously, Woj tweeted out. And that's when I believed it. And, of course, all of the news and everything, they, they go to jump to conclusions and everything. And it, um, a lot of, a lot of, there was only five people originally, and then it came out to be nine. And there's a time and place to be angry at that. And I get some people might be angry now, but it's just, now's the time to remember and mourn and, Really think about what you can pull from the situation. Um, I like, like I said, it's it's a human tragedy, first and foremost. Kobe Bryant, a human being, a father to four daughters, a husband to his wife, a son to Jelly Bean Bryant, a son to a mother, first and foremost. Gianna Bryant, 13-year-old girl who had the same passion and love for the game of basketball that her father had. Playing, you know, for, for that mamba basketball. Being coached by her father. And falling in love with a game that he had fallen in, in, in love with. And dedicated, when he, by the time he retired from the NBA, he dedicated more years to the NBA than he had had outside of it. She's gone. Sisters are without her. Her, her. her mother has lost a daughter. It, it John the, the, the Altabelli family. John John Altaberry, Carrie Altabelli, and Alyssa Altaberry, also thirteen, teammate of Gigi. John Altabelli, a a very uh, one of the longest tenured baseball coach in the Orange Coast College history. It's a junior college. Um, he very, very successful coach. A lot of MLB players worked out with him during the, the Cape Cod league. He did some coach in the Cape Cod league and a lot of coach, a lot of players are coming out to say that he's an incredible coach and incredible what he does. But like I said, first and foremost, this, his son's a scout with the Red Sox. He still, he still left family behind. Um, 
the mo- a mother is gone, a sister, a father. Um, it, it 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 is it is tragic. Uh, Christina Mauser was the top assistant coach of of the Mamba Girls basketball team. So obviously she coached those two younger girls and all those girls in the team. Not only are they losing teammates, they're losing their coaches, people they looked up to. Um, obviously the 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 pilot, <laughs> Ara Zabayan. He, I mean, it it is like I said, first and foremost, a human tragedy. Um, Sarah Chester, the mother of Peyton Chester, that leaves behind a family of a fa- of a father and three kids, of a husband and three kids. I'm sorry. It is just an incredible tragedy. The, it it stopped the world, and and I get some people get are starting to get frustrated with the fact that it's all people tweet about Kobe and Gianna and going out there on social media. It's not because those people don't care about the other ones that were involved. It's not people aren't doing it because like oh I don't care about those two. It's not that they don't care. It's that they didn't know them. It, it hits differently when I mean Kobe got into this league 17 18 years old straight out of high school a lot of people watched him grow up right in front of their eyes fell in love with his culture especially lakers fans la just in general people watched him grow into a man grow into who he was grow into the parent that he was becoming it, it just resonates differently with people there's no rhyme or reason to it it just is what it is i think like i said people are gonna get angry frustrated Kobe was no perfect man. I mean, because I mean, this is a sports podcast. Let's be honest. Here. I I know he. I know John Altberry. He coached baseball. Incredible. I, I don't know much about him. I've read into him now. I I it, I would be. I would. I, I just wouldn't feel right if I was to come on here and read off all this stuff about him and act about and talk about the impacts that he had and the impacts that he made. Like, I knew who he was the entire... Like his, I knew who he was before this event happened. I, it, it's not... A, and it's not even about what they did successfully. It, it's not about... It's not about, like, the trophies they won, the championships they won. It's not about the MVP awards. Like, it... It's about what they did as people. It's about everything that people have come out to say and what they've done as people. I mean, you don't, you haven't heard about, like, obviously they said that Altabelli was a very good coach. And a lot of people are keen to, to, to say that, to press on with that, a lot of his players. But to be a good coach, you have to be, personally, you have to be invested. You have to be a good person. And I, and I think that's the case with all these people. It's not about the numbers that Kobe put up. It's about what he was doing recently with his daughter. It's about how he shaped himself into a different person. This is, first and foremost, a human tragedy before I get into anything to do with the sports aspect of it. So that's where I can leave that. It is 
whether you watch spot watch sports or not, whether you are a fan of Kobe or not, whatever it is, you have this is it, it's a, it's a human disaster, human tragedy, and and that is first and foremost. Just grieve for these people, mourn for these people because, and hug your loved ones tight, because you never know if the same thing could happen to you. I mean, how many? T- I mean, getting home, coming home safe, just even 15, 20 minutes when I go between school and my house. How much of a blessing that is, and I don't even think about it. How much I think anybody doesn't think about. You get up every morning, you go to work. How just even the slightest things can change that, that you come home every day. I mean, people go to work, come home just absolutely miserable, upset. And not really realize just how lucky they are to have gotten through gotten through the day. I mean, I know helicopter isn't exactly you know, your typical Honda Odyssey. You're going to your, you're bringing your kid to your to a soccer practice or your your kid to his basketball game, but it can happen just as quick. And I think people take that for granted, and it's a, and it's it's a shame. That situations like this that have happened, that have transpired, or what it takes to really wake people up in that sense. But you have to pull any positives you can out of negative. This is an incredible negative, but if this is able to drive people together, even if it just gets a couple people to make a phone call to a family member they haven't talked to or someone that they've had beef with, whatever it is. You know, you got to pull some of the positives with the negatives. And I and I think that there's a lot that you can pull from the whole situation. And, I, and I'll progress into that as I talk more about Kobe and what I think his legacy should be. And I think that that Jay Williams opening, I think for those of you who don't know who that was, Jay Williams, he was a draft pick by the Chicago Bulls. Um, he was a great, he was a national champion at Duke, great basketball player, good rookie season. Um, you can watch his videos about Kobe's work ethic when he showed up there. He, he almost lost his life. His NBA career was ended by a drunk driver in a ve- in a ve- vehicle accident. He had something that he loved near and dear, the game of basketball, just ripped away from him. And you can listen to those videos and him talk about how, tough it was to get through that entire experience but where he is now and just you know just listen to him that, that's someone who's been on the brink of of death of almost losing life and then having something they love so much they're passionate about ripped away from him and having to rebuild and pick up the pieces when he was on top of the world telling you to grab someone to hold them tight near and dear to you let 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 that shit go he says you know, as he said on, on live air, just, you know, just raw emotion coming out. Not trying to censor anything, censor himself. Just absolute raw emotion. So, that's really what I mainly have in terms of the whole situation. On just the fact that it's, you know, a human tragedy first and foremost. But I kind of want to get into what Kobe meant to me as a sports fan. Kind of growing up in that generation where he was right up front, where a lot of people fell in love with Kobe, a lot of people fell in love with basketball, watching Kobe, 
players and fans and everyone alike and what his mentality, what his legacy really should mean to athletes. Listen, Kobe was not a perfect man. I I totally understand. I understand the situation from 2003. I understand what's gone on throughout his life. It happened. He made a mistake. He's made his mistakes. There's not a single perfect person on this planet. I don't. It it doesn't. This, this, you will not find a perfect soul on this planet. He was a flawed man. But like in everything else, like like in basketball specifically. There was no one questioning Kobe's work ethic. He is one of the hardest workers any sport has ever seen. That drive, that Mamba mentality that I think anybody can relate to. Because if, if you're doing anything, it's worth doing to the absolute, uh, above and beyond, best of your ability. You have to work at stuff to be the greatest at it. And he never did, he never, he never did anything to be mediocre. He never did anything to not be the best at what he was doing. So did he make a mistake in 2003? Yes. Is that situation perfectly black and white, do I think? No, but that has nothing to do with it. That that experience he talked he's all he's talked about it for on multiple occasions about how much it changed him. He wants to be the best at everything that he can be and he and from and from there on he really became he not only did he grow as a player from when he was young in the league he grew as a person, he grew into just that driven leader of those many championship Lakers teams. But really, he became a, a hero and almost like, to, to younger generations, the Trey Youngs, the Donchiches. I mean, they're all my age. I mean, Zion's younger than me. Luka is, is younger than me. So, I mean, this younger generation... Look to him as as gods. These guys that are a couple of years in look at him the same way that I did. He was he's a legend. He's legendary. He's arguably one of the greatest of all time. I mean, which is why I find it crazy that they even played games on the day that he passed. And you can go through. I mean, you wouldn't get these special experiences that happened, where it was Joel Embiid wearing a twenty four jersey tonight, dropping twenty four points, or. Trey Young and Devin Booker both taking 24 shots and combining for 81. You don't get that stuff. You know, I just, I still can't believe that the NBA played their games. He's just a hero to these kids. And there's those scenes of Tyson Chandler and NBA players that played with Kobe in the national team and just in general, just balling their eyes out, crying pregame, the Doc Rivers interview. Listen, everybody has their stories about Kobe. And I think what those stories speak volumes to, and what I was trying to say is that you didn't hear about, oh, we, this many MVPs, this many NBA championships. None of it mattered. And a lot of what people really brought to the table, what who he was as a father, what he was trying to become, what he was trying to build. He was, like I said, he wants to be the best. That He wanted to be the best at everything that he was doing. And that included being a father. That included being a parent. And I'm sure that, and there was times in 2013 where, in that 2011, 2012 area where he was getting beat up. He was old. And there was some turmoil in his family. But he's he overcame all of that. And you can just see the excitement, the way he talked about his daughter. And just how, how much passion he had for that, being a coach, being the father. 
how much he loved his girls. And how much he worked on becoming a better person. Even being able to teach kids. And even if it's not through specific teaching, just that mindset, that mentality. He grew into that hero role, that larger than life role. Like I said, and I think it's even more impressive that he made those mistakes. And and I and I like I said, you can read into those as, as much as you want and develop your own opinions on on him as a man. But I, I think it impresses me that he made his mistakes when he was young. I mean, he came straight out of high school. He never really had he had his parents, and then he was straight into the spotlight. I know it's what he signed up for, but he's a kid. He's young. I think every young person makes their mistakes, and they as they grow wiser and older, they learn their lessons. You know, I think if I mean, I think everybody has. I don't think anybody's going to deny the fact that they made their mistakes earlier, made mistakes in life. Maybe not on that level. Maybe on that level or worse. But by the end of the day, you can, you can, I can guarantee you that. No matter your age, there are mistakes made throughout your life that you had to grow through. And Kobe, all while growing through those pains and those mistakes, like I said, became arguably one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But that mentality, that drive by Kobe was just so impressive to me. I think anybody, any athlete can really relate to it. That Mamba mentality. And they, sh- they should be able to. That whole, like I said, that story with Jay Williams about how he showed up there and Kobe still was practicing there before the game after him. And then Jay Williams asked him, hey, why'd you stay there so long? Why are you practicing that long? And he said, because I wanted to prove to you that no matter how hard you think you're working, I'm always going to outwork you. And if any athlete or any person really can't get get around that, then I don't know what you will get around in terms of work ethic and effort. Um, I remember... <laughs> Think back to the story. Now, I mean, it, when we were kids, when we were back playing all star basketball and stuff, I remember we would go over a buddy's house and we'd all put on like NBA jerseys, whatever ones we had. You'd put on your jerseys or we'd go in his closet, grab his. I remember we used to fight. We used to fight over the Kobe jersey. We used to go in there, just haymakers, tackling people to wear that Kobe jersey. And like I said, I think it speaks volumes to the culture that he built. And and mainly through that as um, a parent, mainly as that as his mentality. I don't think, like I said, with the whole Kobe with shooting trash into the trash can and saying Kobe before, there's never been a culture created that strong by a player. I don't think in any sport was there a culture created like it. And will it ever be touched again? The kind of culture that Kobe created. Why he was looked at as a hero and a god by, especially this younger generation of NBA and basketball players, and and I just like I said, I, I feel for the families of all of them. I feel for everyone involved. It is a terrible, terrible tragedy. And I remember when it originally happened because obviously there wasn't any news on, you know who. Who it was? It was originally reported as five. It turned out to be nine. And I remember saying, I remember like the first thing I thought of wasn't Kobe the player. It was all these recent videos of him and teaching his daughter about the game and everything. And I, I was like, if this is real, I hope his daughter goes to the WNBA and, and lights it up. I hope the I, I hope 
that she I hope she gets looks from NBA teams. I hope she's the most dominant woman basketball player to ever grace the court. And then it came out that that um this whole family is on the, on the helicopter. Um then it was finally broken down into like every like who was actually on it and it turned out that Gianna was on it as well and Listen, there's a story out now. I didn't even read it. Not even giving it the click, but I people are criticizing it, and rightfully des- it, it deserves it. But about Kobe's wife, not even the mother of of the children, Vanessa, not even being able like to piece together sentences. It this it, it is absolutely. If you, if you think that all the people outside of Staples Center are messed up right now, that is someone she she was married to Kobe Bryant since she was 18 years old. It's all, all she's ever really known to love is Kobe Bryant, and I and I get that whole situation in the back in 2003 happened. Kobe answered for that. There was no prenuptial agreement at that point. She could have left, but she gave him a shot, and they built a beautiful and a great family. They worked through problems, and now through all that, after all that, after working through all that, to get to this point where. It was a beautiful family, Kobe coaching and just, it was great after working through all those problems to get to this point. He goes, this this tragedy happens. She loses a daughter, she loses her husband. And it just completely shatters and fractures everything that she would have going forward in her life. It, it's incredibly sad. So, like I said, I'm, it, it's just going to be strict. I think I'm going to keep it strictly Kobe today. There's some things I want to talk about outside. I just would. I just don't think it, it doesn't feel right. I, I don't think it would be right to go in and talk about all this Kobe stuff and then go on about what I think about the DH and the National League and the MLB or the Super Bowl. It just does, it would. It's not going to seem right. And speaking of the Super Bowl, like no one's really even thought about it. You know, I mean, it. Like I said, the world has stopped through this whole Kobe situation and what he meant for so, like the culture that he built that goes all to music to people. Like I said, all the stories you'll hear coming out about Kobe and all these people about the person they were, like for the the baseball coach or for Kobe as a coach or a parent. All these stories. It was never, you know, like his work ethic, his determination. It's all practice stories. It's not. There's no game time stories about him lifting trophies or anything or any jokes about that. It, it, it's all about his determination, his work ethic, who he was as a person. I think that speaks volumes to the greatness that Kobe Bryant had, how great he was. You know, and there's a big, there's a petition going around to change the logo to Kobe Bryant. Now, I'm not. I don't think. Though I don't. I don't think the world's gonna explode if he doesn't become the NBA logo. I don't expect it. I don't. I don't, and nor should it. I, I'm not. I'm not hoping for it to do. I don't think that there should be mass anarchy and incredibly pissed off people if he doesn't get it. And I don't really think he. They will change it to him as the logo. But I, for who he stood for as late in his career as a player and his mentality, and if it's a reminder of the situation for people to call or hug a loved one, if it is able to do any of that for anyone or change the way that 
players approach their game and how much effort. If it does any of that, even the slightest bit, why not? I'm certainly not opposed to it. I'm not going to beg and plead for it. But when that petition came around, I I certainly was not going to sign it. I I certainly wasn't just going to leave it be. Definitely not opposed to it. And I, like I said, I think he's a flaw. I think he was a flawed man. I think everybody on this planet's flawed in their own way. And but what he was able to do on the court, and then what he was able to overcome and change himself, and the way he was able to do it off the court. And you can watch all the anim- that animated film, the Deer Basketball film. I mean, he gave he gave his life. He gave his life to the sport. That's why you can't. Like when I say he gave his life to the sport, he. Like I said, when he retired, he had played more years of NBA basketball than he had in 20-year career. He going into the league 17, 18 years old. So, it's just incredibly sad. Uh, I, I can't imagine what any of the families involved are going through. There's so much respect shown throughout the whole league. It, the way the leagues handled it, even though they didn't cancel the games, the people within the league, the players in the league, the way they've all handled it has been incredible. The Pro Bowl basically turned into a full-blown um, just tribute to him. And if you watched any of that Pro Bowl, um, there's, just, there's nothing going on early, I think, when all the players knew. And the same thing happened with Tiger Woods. I, Tiger Woods was, up, was, was starting to struggle a little bit, but it was up and down was really fighting hard to try and stay in, in the tournament and um the Joe Lacava's caddy broke it to him and from there Tiger pretty much went in the tank he went in the tank he, he struggled from there he wouldn't he, he was friends with Kobe he was a big Lakers fan and it just goes to show you like anybody that knew him how much he cared on that personal level what he grew into was just was just incredible just rest in peace, Kobe. Rest in peace, Gianna. Rest in peace, Sarah Chester. Rest in peace, Peyton Chester. Rest in peace, Ara Zabayan. Rest in peace to Christina Mauser. And rest in peace to John Altabelli. Carrie Altabelli. And Alyssa Altabelli. May God rest their soul. Uh, may they rest in peace. Like I said, it it it's just sad. It's in, it's you, there's no I'm at a there's no one that has words for it. I'm at a complete loss for words with it and for it. Um, like I said, if they change Kobe to the NBA logo, wouldn't be opposed. If they change the junior college. Uh, Baseball championship, if they named the best coach award after Altabelli, if this not opposed to any of it. I'm not opposed to any of it. And and I encourage it. Because not only do these people need to be remembered for what they were doing, if it reminds people to call up a loved one they haven't talked to, or hold someone next to them even tighter, or not take for granted what life is every single day, do it. That's what this is all about. You need to look. You, you mourn the loss, but you also accept the fact that 
There's no guarantees in life, especially waking up the next day, especially making it home, especially making it to work. There's no guarantees with any of that. As safe as it all seems. So, hold your loved ones tight. Call up someone you haven't talked to in a while that you've had problems with. And just love, man. Just just live your life with love and, and not with hate. That's all all it has to be. It has this has to be made about life. It has to be a celebration of great lives now. That these people lived. Not the sports, not the jobs they did, but the lives they touched and 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 rallying around that these fractured lives that are being left these families that are just going to be absolutely crushed and devastated for it's never going to be fixed it's never they're never going to be able to fix this loss for them it's about them it's about being able to change it's about what you can do to change yourself to better the world around you that's what this has to be about and i guess the last kind of like related thing i can talk about is i mean Listen, I, I teams and organizations they, they there's a lot that can cause struggle in sports and the NBA specifically. And all the stuff LeBron's done through his career, I'm going to bring a title to South Beach or bringing a title back to Cleveland, that was really impressive stuff that he, first that he had to really do. You know, like there's just a lot of pressure on LeBron in his life and I don't think there's any more pressure on him. Obviously, the most pressure he's ever going to be under is now. He's played in countless NBA Finals with Cleveland, with Miami. He came straight out of high school as well. He's been under the pressure of this NBA spotlight. He's played more NBA basketball basically pretty much at this point now, just as much as he did living an outside life. And now, arguably the biggest face of a franchise has tragically passed. And he's the face of the franchise right now. Arguably one of the greatest players of all time. And he has to hold strong, not only for himself and for, for his teammates and how much all how much Kobe and all these people meant to them. He has to do it for an entire organization and in an entire city, an entire fan group. And basically with his connect with Kobe's connection to Lakers for an entire league. And I tell you what, I don't I LeBron, you can look it up. He had a touching post to Kobe and Gianna and while I might not be the biggest LeBron fan, I don't think there's a better person suited or ready to take on that responsibility to carry on this legacy of Kobe Bryant and this Lakers organization and to hold a city together in a time of mourning. Listen, I, I people say it's only sports. Nobody actually ever knew him. They watched him grow up on TV right in front of their eyes. They feel attached to who he was because he's more, I think he's one of the more relatable people with that mentality. We're, we're, you can hear other people talking or other players talking in interviews and it is what it is. But when Kobe talked, you listened and it hit differently. At least for me, it did when he would say with that mama mentality and everything like that, it just, it, it would just hit you differently. 
and I'm sure it did with the rest of that city and, and the happiness and the joy that he brought to those people's lives and the happiness he drew that he brought to people's lives, especially recently with coaching his daughter and everything. I mean, I put a smile on my face every time I saw him coaching Gianna. Every time I saw it on Twitter, every time I saw it on Facebook, it it's just I it lost lost for words at, at an absolute. Lost for words, but LeBron is, I think, there's no person in the NBA right now better suited to take on that responsibility of the weight of another city on his shoulders and carry him, carrying them through this tough, this tough time. So, I think that's where I'm going to leave it off. I mean, there's so much I can go on about with it. I could go through every single video that made me either tear up or you know it just hits you a different way turn you know, makes your stomach turn I could go through every single one and we could be here for hours upon hours and there's still gonna be stories coming out and it'd be for all that time people are gonna come out with their own stories you know from Celtics fans to everything just from opposing team store. People are going to have all their own stories, players, media people alike. So I'm not going to keep going on about it. But that's just my thoughts on the whole situation. Um, I'm going to leave you with a little excerpt of audio from L. Duncan, I think. Just as it's one of my favorites of the stories um, of Kobe so far. And then the Jay Williams, just the raw emotion that he showed on ESPN. But I do um, ask that you kind of look into like a lot of what his mentality was and who he was and who he was trying to become and listen to some of these stories from Jimmy Fallon all the way to the Rick Buecher story that was written in Bleacher Report. You know, just one, at least one, that's all I ask. And on top of that asking... Just what Jay Williams is asking. It's it's about it's about life. So if you haven't talked to a loved one in a while, call up a loved one. Hold hold your loved ones tight, and don't don't take a single day of life uh, for granted. Live every day like it's your last. And that's all I have for you guys today. Peace out. It's likely that you're hearing many personal anecdotes about Kobe Bryant. So here's mine. I met Kobe one time backstage at an event for ESPN in New York. And I saw him and I thought, oh my gosh, that's Kobe. I gotta get a picture for the gram. Hmm. That's the picture. I didn't get it for a few minutes because as I approached him, he immediately commented on my rather large eight month pregnant belly. How are you? How close are you? What are you having? Mm -hmm. A girl, I said, and then he high-fived me. Girls are the best. I asked him for advice on raising girls, seeing as though he quite famously had three at the time. And he said, just be grateful that you've been given that gift because girls are amazing. His third daughter, Bianca, was about a year and a half old at the time. So I asked if he wanted more children. And he said that his wife, Vanessa, really wanted to try again for a boy, but was sort of jokingly concerned that it would be another girl. And I was like, four girls, are you joking? Like, what would you think? How would you feel? And without hesitation, he said, I would have five more girls if I could. I'm a girl dad. When it came to sports, he said that his oldest daughter was an accomplished volleyball player and that the youngest was a toddler, so TBD. But that middle one, he said, that middle one was a monster. She's a beast. 
She's better than I was at her age. She's got it. That middle one, of course, was Gigi. When I reflect on this tragedy and that half an hour that I spent with Kobe Bryant, two years ago, I suppose that the only small source of comfort for me is knowing that he died doing what he loved the most, being a dad, being a girl dad.